Hey guys, and welcome back to the Football and Laws podcast. It is me, Mr. Caleb Shepard, joined as always by my co-host, Justin Haynes. What's going on? What up? Man, we got a little bit of an exciting episode. A lot of news to cover, um, so we'll get that out of the way first. But as y'all know, I got to go attend the Titans uh, practice the other day on Saturday. How you fuck up, baby? A lot of cool stories I have to share, but we'll go ahead and get the new size uh, the new stories out of the way here and uh, be able to spend the rest of the time. And if you got any questions about training camp, feel free to ask me. I got you covered. What's up? And I start the news. Start the news, buddy. Let's go. We're all oh, into dude, this. This is great. This is great. All right. So who's the fastest wide receiver according Apparently, to the GPS trap tracking? I'd have to say Tyree Kill. <clears throat> Wrong. Who would it be? Jalen Hyatt, my boy. What's up? <laughs> Under what circumstance? His GPS tracker in his pads had him going a whopping 24 miles an hour. In practice, he Tyree... better calm down or he's going to get his ass hurt. <laughs> Tyree Kill is 23.8. I mean, come on. It's practice, boys. You, you don't tear an ACL. Come on now. Eat, calm down. Eat a boy scooting. Well, to be fair, the Giants decided to sign like 10 wide receivers for no reason. Well, hell, half of them are on the pup list still. No, some of them came off it, I think. Yeah, so 24 miles an hour, Tennessee boy Jalen Hyatt. What's up? Well, there you go. All right, well, you got it. Take I have away. a bunch of <laughs> bunch of stuff we're going to kind of go by semi-quick. Not really quick, but there are a lot of stuff to hit on. Uh, Jalen Ramsey got hurt, as we, we all saw. Um, I think they said that. You were telling me earlier that it might be like an eight-week recovery, so there's potential for him to come back towards the end of the season. He could he could come back towards the end of the season, and I hate to see this because he's a Tennessee high school football player that went mm-hmm. to Florida State. You know, I kind of – I wouldn't say that I like, like, like him, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those guys you're like, oh, yeah, I, I remember him playing high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I well, want to pay attention to him. Well, in his absence – uh, the Dolphins signed Eli Apple as a, a hopeful replacement for him. Definitely nowhere near the same talent, but, you know, he can make some plays down the field for him. That's going to be interesting in camp just with Tyreek Kill and Eli Apple because they had a little uh, Yo, yeah, thing. it's going to be it's going to be yeah. hot and sweaty out there. Um, We have more injury news. Um, And th- this is with the grain of salt of the injuries and stuff because there are obviously – so many players and stars out there getting injury, but we, you know, we, we being just two uh, local boys out here, just doing this for fun, do not have the resources to get every single player. Uh, most of the resources come from the sleeper app that I pay attention to, but we'll get into that and some other details here. So Tim Patrick, last I saw about it. Hey, this uh, is like, I, I feel so I do I feel so bad for this guy. Yeah, this, this this happened yesterday. Zach, our buddy Zach, didn't even know I broke the news to him today. He was very disappointed. But it looks like he might have torn his Achilles and will be out for the season. Probably gonna have to have surgery again, of course. Uh, a big bummer to him because you said he tore his ACL last year. Is that right? Yeah, so torn ACL last year and then a torn Achilles this year. Um <clears throat> this is just this is one of those type of things that, like, 
it kind of goes to like the Jalen Hurd thing that we're about to get into. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick's probably going to be the next guy on this list, but you feel for the guy. You hope he makes a speedy recovery and he can at least. I mean, who knows with the USFL and the XFL, like maybe there's a, as a pathway back. Yeah, and it's 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 always in the realm of possibility, but I, I think he'll he'll have a comeback here and there eventually. Um, let's see what's the latest and greatest here. Um, earlier today, Trayvon Williams, running back for the Bengals. Um, I just went and read it. it looked like a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain. I just kind of read it quickly, but he got carded off the field. And the the more I see All these right. players get carded off the field, the more I realize that you got to take that with a grain of salt because a lot of them are being carded off the field just for safety precautions. So, no. okay, yes, but they're also getting carded off the field because there's their practice facility, which is a lot further away from the training mm-hmm. facility. Yeah. You got to imagine, like, if they were on the field, they would get helped by mm-hmm. two or three teammates to the tent. Exactly. And then they would get carted to the locker room as a precautionary thing. Mm-hmm. And you got to think the locker room is probably, what, at most two football fields away? Exactly. So sometimes Whereas taking the cart is the easiest in, path. In camp, these things could be like fucking a mile away <laughs> at the stadium. You know what I mean? Like exactly. Have, like First Baptist Park where – is it First Baptist Sports Park? It's like Ascension. Oh, yeah. It's it's Ascension now. Ascension Sports Park. Yeah. Where the Titans play Mm -hmm. is like other side of the river north of the stadium. Exactly. So, like, it's a mile away. Like, it's a long, long way. Yeah. So, you never know. But I'm I'm now learning to take those with a grain of salt that it's just for precautions and they got to go a distance. But so that happened. But after seeing it, yeah. But he's Burrow, still... what I heard, this is for per pro football doc on uh he, he does guest appearances on Hot Mike, which mm-hmm. is a live show out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. He said that calf injuries, which is what Joe Burrow's got, has got like it's not serious, but it could linger. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you could see him go down in the game and have to come out for a little bit too, and then they shoot him Absolutely. up with some shit, and then he comes right back out. Yeah. Um, some something to keep an eye on. Um, but another guy that just happened recently, like in the last twenty minutes. Now, obviously, it happened earlier in the day, but we just get the notifications from whoever, obviously later from the media and stuff. But Cooper Cup exit practice early too, and apparently, like nobody really knows what the fuck's happening right now. So stay tuned for more stuff to come out with that. But like even the head coach said he he'd been briefed by medical staff on the situation, but really has no idea what happened. Um, and but that sucks because he's a he's a top fantasy football guy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let let it be known if you are drafting right now, then stop, analyze the situation that you're in, and realize that hey, maybe I shouldn't because <laughs> tomorrow all my guys could be hurt and gone. Think if you're that. paying for fantasy football that is drafting right now, what are you doing? Find some new friends. Exactly. Um. So on top of injuries, that's really all I got. Um. Well, besides the Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are both holding some <laughs> injuries, holding some injuries right now. So that 
that other rookie running back, I forgot what his name is. He's looking to take a big chunk of, of plays in the preseason. Okay. And then uh, speaking of running backs, let's let's stay there. No, no, um, I got. Oh, go ahead. No, let's stay there for just a minute. Are these guys actually injured, or is this a product of that Zoom call we talked about last week? Because there was some agents saying that they would tell their running backs to not participate in camp. Well, the what I saw says Kenneth Walker has a groin injury and Zach Charbonnet has a shoulder injury. So it is out indefinitely. Kenneth Walker was injured quite a bit last year. Yeah. So is this a lingering thing? I I trust me, I really have no idea. I don't think it has any these guys being a second year player and a rookie from last year, them, there's no chance that this is a, a thing there's from the playoffs. Here. No, for, from that running back committee. There's nothing with that. And if it is, it's well, fucking stupid. Well, but, sticking with stick, sticking with running backs, isn't the Colts backup? Broke his arm. Uh, yeah. I was getting to that. Zach Moss? Is it Zach Moss? Yeah. Yeah, so Zach Moss broke his arm. And yeah, there's, out, what, no, six there's no to, fake in that. Six, six to, eight, to weeks. eight weeks. Yep. And he was looking to get first-team reps because Jonathan Taylor – Mm-hmm. And now their third string, which I forgot his name as well, is looking to take a bulk of the carries because nobody knows what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor yet. He requested a trade, um, but the owners and coaches are adamant about not trading him, which could lead to another holdout. But he's kind of under contract, so he's really going to be fucking himself hard if he tries to hold out. So would you fault... Who's at fault here? Jonathan Taylor's not going to play for your team. The agent, 100%, for bitching on on. Twitter. Hang on. And if he's going to be a free agent next year, he's a lot younger than Le'Veon Bell in the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Who's at fault for the we're not trading him aspect? The owner or or Chris Ballard, the GM? Because Chris Ballard's probably sitting here going – I could trade this guy, get a wide receiver and two draft picks, and this guy's going to go sign a deal for two, three million dollars more than what we're going to give him, and he's happy. We're beyond happy, and we get our guy. Plus, all we got to do is go draft a first round running back next year, and we got Anthony Richardson for four years, and then a running back for three. Yeah, I think, and and then in that situation, you can go sign. Um, Dalvin Cook's probably out of the question right now, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Zeke Elliott's still on the, the table. Jets. You got Leonard Fournette still on the table. Well, yeah, okay, Leonard Fournette. I Trade think it's go get Leonard it's... Fournette on a on a vet uh a vet deal for like what half of what Taylor wants, which is yeah, eleven. That's what I'm saying. I think it's all in the owner right now. The beef that's been happening, it seems like he is the one that's causing the most of the problems from the situation. But I mean, as a Titans fan, we gotta. Okay, as a, as Titans, a Titans fan, there's been actually keep this shit. Is, up. No, 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 no. Don't keep the shit up. <laughs> For whatever reason, the Titans are one of the favorites to land them. Who, Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, from shit I've been seeing the past couple of days. Oh, dude, that's Titans awesome. are a potential favorite. That's fun because that just means Derrick Henry's on his last two years and then he's out. Yeah, that's just one more star running back we got to pay money for. Dude, I don't like it. We'll talk about that at a different day. What I'm saying is as a Titans fan and him being in the division. I don't want a person bitching on a team. He, but that's me personally. 
Me, I, I agree with that. But right now, what I'm saying is, as a Titans fan, keep bitching while you're on the Colts. Don't play. Fuck you. Like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, now don't bring we that, really don't bring that here, though. Now we really only have to worry about the Jags. Right. That's what I'm getting at in the, uh, as a Titans to, fan. We didn't have to worry about the Colts regardless. They got so many problems going on right now. But now let's back up. And if you're a Colts fan, you're fucking losing your mind. Why are you even giving Chris Ballard the time of day? Right. You know, they're going like they're going to be in the same situation we were with. Fire him, fire him, fire him. That's all you're going to hear in the next coming months. Absolutely. And Jim Irsay is an owner. You can't like. You're not going to get a Washington commander situation where everybody's like fire the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't weed him out. He hasn't done anything wrong. No, Ursay actually helped get Snyder out. So he's on like great standing. Mm-hmm. The best thing you could do is get Ballard fired and bitch enough to where Ursay has to let the GM come in and do his own thing. But he's got a new head coach, a GM on his last leg, a running back that wants to get paid that he doesn't want to pay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what's their best wide receiver, Michael Pittman? For right now. Dude, yeah. Like, fucking. I don't even care. As a Titans fan, let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Now, with well, all as that, a Texans fan, let's go. Right. <laughs> with all that being said, though, as far as running backs go, I mean, I'm sure there it, everything is all about money. So there could be all this whining and crying between both parties. But at the end of the day, if they can come to terms, he's going to fucking play. There's no ends, if ands or buts about it. Um, Josh Jacobs. There was a thing that came out today saying Raiders are open to restarting contract talks with Josh Jacobs. Which shows so, that they are getting desperate to get him signed already. They can so only they do what Saquon did. They can't do a long term. Yeah, I think but, the max is two years. But he's definitely going to get more than Saquon. I'd say he at least gets 15. I could see, okay, after last year playing injured for the last like five weeks of the year, um, yeah, I could see him getting 13. And then incentives up to 16, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm a fantasy football owner, if it's only a one-year deal, I'm okay with drafting Josh Jacobs. If it's a two-year deal at mm-hmm. that rate, with guaranteed money to where he's guaranteed at least 11, which is five and a half over two, I would actually stay away in early rounds. Yeah, I'd at least get the second or third with the running back, but there's, it's going to be so heavy and dependent on receivers this year that if you're drafting, you might as well just wait on a running back, especially if you're in the later first round. Yeah, and we're going to do more. I've been thinking about how to do a mock draft coverage with you. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to be able to do it is if we don't do our big money league draft selection slot so like i'm six you're eight Mm -hmm. so for those of you who don't know i run a big money league it's 325 dollars to get in we don't know who does or does not listen in the league so like (laughs) if we do a mock draft we have to go at it as the point of like opposite at the very least but we're gonna do different. Like we're just gonna pick a random slot, and we'll do. 10 maybe we teams. can just. Maybe we can. At the worst case, we can look at someone else's mock and judge it. 
Yeah, I would like rated. to do our own, maybe just like one, and then we can gather information off of that one. Give me fucking Antonio Brown, my first round pick. Then never let them know your next move. That is a fucking Reggie Bush moment. Never let them know your next move. That the fans need to wait to hear. Nope. Oh, Reggie Bush. No. Yeah, I'll let you tell that story eventually. Not this year, not next year, maybe the year after that. It wasn't even that bad. People just overdrag it for no reason. It's the point. It's the purpose of overdragging it at this point that makes it the joke. Yeah, a uh, like sixteen-year-old kid just playing fucking football. Exactly. Yeah, that's all it is. I love it. Anyways, so back to everything else before we got into the running backs. Uh, we had a couple retirements. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy, but I guess it does happen every year. Sony Michelle, uh, I think he was like only 26, 25, something like that, re- decided to retire. And also Jalen Hurd, after we just talked about him last week, was on the team for seven days and decided to retire. Okay, so Jalen Hurd, you're at a beach high school. We talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. Would have been the leading rusher at the University of Tennessee if he would have stayed. Right. <laughs> Transferred to Baylor. I don't know if he got a waiver or set out immediately, but he switched to wide receiver, and he actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Did good enough to make himself a third-round pick, I believe. Yep, by the 49ers, mm-hmm. who then the very next year drafted Jawan Jennings in the fifth round, and Jawan Jennings is their third wide receiver now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in San Francisco. I have a 49ers fan that is a like I'm a vendor on my route, and he is a store personnel that checks me in to where I can put my product on the shelf. Uh-huh. He is from the Bay Area. He's a Giants fan. Uh San Francisco Giants, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49ers, UCLA, like he's got, this guy's got his hoodie games unmatched as far as college teams go. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I talked to him a lot about football. And Jawan Jennings and San Francisco 49ers, like circles is third down Jawan. Like if you need a first down, you throw yeah. the ball to Jawan. Yeah, he'll make it a move happen. So it's kind of cool because I'm a Tennessee guy, and I'm like, that's the dog. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got that dog in him. That's the dog. He's going to catch it. So it's the same thing. The fact that he overtook Jalen Hurd when they were in, like, the same class-ish type mm-hmm. thing, I think they were a year behind each other. Like, ESPN had a game where Jawan Jennings was the quarterback at Blackman his junior year. Mm-hmm. And Hurd was the running back at Beach. His sophomore year, Jawan was playing quarterback and safety. Damn. And Hurd is faster. He he burnt. He, you know he just ran right past him. Right, of course. But Jawan's the better football player. Right. Things things can change. Players change. They get better. And now he's looking like an elite. And the other one's retired. And he's twenty seven. Did I get that right? I can't remember. I think so. I think he's twenty seven. It's it's one of those. It's like. You wish him luck. It's one of those like, he could also XFL. Next if he's year. retiring now, you know he's got like our our he's already got himself lined up for money making yeah, opportunities. He's probably gonna be an insurance agent in Hendersonville and mm-hmm. 
I could call him tomorrow. You know, oh, maybe I mean? like, who knows? Maybe he'll things. be a coach somewhere at a, like a high school. Hey, <laughs> he could start his coaching career. Someone he calls could... Zat Menberger. Maybe he could be the. He'll real... get him. He'll get him, and huh? he'll get him. Maybe he could be the running backs coach at UT. There you go. Or Baylor. You never know. <laughs> well, that's that. The last big thing I have, which I think is kind of fantastic to talk about before I get into my Titans spiel, is CBS and Nickelodeon are teaming up with the first ever Super Bowl alternate telecast with a slime-filled presentation yeah. for the Super Bowl. I think I like this more for the adult's perspective. Dude, and to be completely honest with you, I think we did end up watching like one Nickelodeon game, and it was pretty fucking it, good. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. We it put was it Thanksgiving, on. that's right. We put it on, and Cannon and Cooper sat there and watched the Slime Zone mm-hmm. and played with their toys, and they, me, you, Ryan, John, and Granddaddy just sat there and were like, watching football, the women mm-hmm. were doing whatever they got to do, and it was... Very peaceful. Oh, yeah. And ain't nothing better than Patrick Starr getting in there and doing some commentary. Something and kicking, a field goal, kicking a field goal into SpongeBob is great. Watching everybody get slimed. Yeah, I think I'll be having the two TVs set up on Super Bowl. On that, on that Super Bowl, I'm check it out. I'd like two rooms as a setup. So it's like the Super Bowl is on the main screen. And then in the second room, you have the kids. So it's like. Nah, I ain't got no plans. I'm gonna be muting it in between commercials. This one get, gets I this get, till get commercial break, then you get till commercial break. I get what <laughs> you're saying. I'm just saying, like, if you're at a bigger party, right? Right. And there's kids involved, I would say put the second TV close enough to where if they run like in the living room, you can just point to the TV. Yeah, that I they see. need to be watching. Well, there you go. Taking them out of the way. Um. Before you go into training camp, mm-hmm. damn it, what is that thing? There's one thing that I remember that we didn't talk about. Um, and then you said training camp, and I blanked. You got this. It happened like literally right after our last episode. NFL related, life related. It is whatnot. NFL related. I guess we're just going to come back to it because I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, I'm like, this is the worst blank I've ever had. All right. Start. I, you sent me a picture and I was at a Cracker Barrel trying to order breakfast mm-hmm. before I went to the Huntsville Space Center mm-hmm. to, it's like a museum to take my kids there with your grandparents um okay then i was the like only pictures i've sent have to deal with Titans. i was i was skeptical of what you were gonna pull off at this training camp uh-huh because you won the tickets right yeah so long long story short on this you had to I get the emails for the Titans and so you had to sign up through a lottery pick and i think like a hundred or so people get to go a day so you get to select from the five different days it chooses. But the only day I could possibly go would have been a Saturday because I work all the other days. So I selected Saturday and I ended up getting t- two tickets to it. So all three. 
I was like, yeah, this is going to be cool. Like, Caleb's going to get to go watch practice. Like, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. But since it's limited, he's going to be able to get at least a good seat. Yeah. Well, then I'm sitting here, and I get a picture. Uh, I get an image, and I'm just like, what the fuck is Caleb sending me? <laughs> and I open the phone, and I'm like, oh, my God. Mike Rabel. <laughs> yes, sir. So let, let me tell you the setup. So they didn't even pay for parking. Pulled up, park my car. They put you on a little shuttle to go over there. They greet you. You got cheerleaders at the door and stuff. Um, yeah, you go up some stairs. They got a breakfast area and a little, uh, you know, Titan shop set up. I so they did it. have the shop set up. Yep. I could have ended up buying my ball there if I wanted to, but they get Where a little tiny it? shop, jerseys, yep. stuff like that. Um, They had free breakfast, coffee, yogurt, muffins and stuff. Just got me a little muffin, you know, a little something to chew on. T-Rex walking around, greeting people, high-fiving and stuff. Got a little pat on the back. Oh, T-Rex. Should have got a picture, but, you know, he's doing it with the kids and stuff. So let them do their thing. Oh, by the way, that's also like there was like lottery ticket winners for each of these. But there's also like club kids, club members, football teams, organization sponsors, different groups that get to attend as well for throughout the week. Season ticket holders, yada, yada, yada. Well, we got there. Practice started at 915. I wanted to get there early because I saw the first shuttle leaves at 815. We got there at 820. We got on the second shuttle, got up there, did everything. Well, we eat our little breakfast. We're just chilling. Take a picture of the field. We're looking over. I'm like, you know what? The whole building is shading this down there. Let's just go ahead and stand down there. Get us a good spot. So we're like right in the middle of the field, pretty much on the sidelines. We, we're standing. There's bleachers and stuff, but we're standing. All of a sudden, you know who's running out there? Oh, my variable. Just running some sprints by himself, getting himself hyped up. And he comes up. And I'm thinking, like, you know, they're not going to do anything until after practice because it says autograph opportunities after practice, not guaranteed. And he just comes and starts shaking people's hands, taking pictures and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? There's literally maybe not even 15 people down here at the time. So it's like I got to have, like, a one-on-one quick conversation with Mike Vrabel. I shake his hand. I'm like, Thank you, coach. It's very nice to uh, be here. Nice to meet you. You mind signing my ball and taking pictures? Like, yeah, absolutely. You guys having a good time out here? Like, you, you get a good breakfast in. You ready to watch the boys play? I'm like, yeah. I was physically fucking shaking. I've never met another famous, like, another famous. I've never met any, like, famous person at all in my life. So being able to just shake Mike Vrabel's hand, get a picture, get an autograph, fucking legendary, dude. And it's it's one I, thing. I, I don't. <laughs> huh? Like, like when you sent me that, I was like, hey, oh, whoa, hang on, dude. I'm like, I literally just, I didn't even like process it really. Like, yeah, I saw you. You sent me the picture of the the signature mm-hmm. and him, and I just like I noticed I didn't have very much service, so I knew, <laughs> you know, your grandparents have iPhones. Yeah, me and your sister, my wife, have an iPhone. So I'm like, mm-hmm. nobody has service here, and I got these. <laughs> so I literally just started handing the phone around. I was just like, "Granddaddy, check this out." And Dude, like, it was oh, like it was... I handed him the phone. He was like, "Oh, that's Coach. That's Coach right there." <laughs> and then he handed the phone to Memo, and he was like, and then she looked at me, and she was like, "Caleb needs to send me those real quick." And then <laughs> Caleb was immediately. Like, 
Palin was dealing with the kids the entire time me and your grandparents were interacting and, and she was like what is happening because I'm freaking out right now because the kids won't <laughs> like calm down so we right. had to show her the picture and it was it was funny it was, it was Dude, a moment. and and that was that was just a start so let it be known if you or anybody has an opportunity to go to training camp get there get your breakfast and stuff but immediately just go down to the field and sit on the sidelines and wait um more opportunities arose we're watching practice they're doing their stuff most of the receivers were on our end the whole fucking time so it was the coolest thing watching these guys highball it and stuff so no pads who was throwing who was throwing to them during that session because all i got from my podcast so i've listened to multiple podcasts and i get a lot of information from them Mm -hmm. and i usually shout them out on this podcast because i don't want to steal I don't want to steal info. I want to shout out the necessary right. uh, people. From what I heard from Saturday's camp was just team period. So yeah. like during your individual workouts, was it all three rotating? Yes. Yeah, so what, what it was is they were all individual. And by the way, for reference, they started pad practice officially Monday. So it was still just their light gear and stuff like that. Um, but they still had their seven on sevens, 11 on 11s and stuff like that. You saw them running their regular drills that they would before, like a game and stuff. But towards the end is them when they really ramped up their 11 on 11. Tannehill was throwing, obviously, with the ones. Twos, Malik Willis. And Malik Willis got a good load of throws. And three was Will Levis. But I did notice, however, they had a clock, a shot clock, pretty much, that would change up to the next thing. Will Levis was only coming in last minute and a half, two minutes of that each time. Um, and I will say, yeah. from the what I saw, Will Levis is holding the ball a whole lot, but comparison from what he did that day, and he still made a lot of great throws, but comparisons from what he did that day to yesterday, from what I was hearing, Sunday and Monday, I think he threw like three or four touchdowns during practice. He was like one of the best quarterbacks out there that day. So clearly yeah. he's already like, from what I saw, Him he's taking note and learning. Him and Malik are in a battle for two. So, like, what I heard from Saturday was during term, team period mm-hmm. that Tannehill went uh, nine for ten. Yeah. And his one was a throw behind DeAndre Hopkins, which is mm-hmm. a timing issue. Yeah. And obviously. The, the other thing that leads me to believe that Tannehill has no problem this season being a starter. I don't think there's going to be – I don't think – excuse me. I don't think there's going to be – Injury-wise, he's fine. Yeah. Unless he gets injured, he's not coming out of the game. Uh, D-Hop was with him most of the entire practice. They're talking. They're communicating, getting one-on-one. Yeah. So They're really talking. Yeah. And then so Traylon Burks is, like, in shape. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for dude, one, two this year. And I got some good stuff about Traylon Burks. But he played great. He had some great plays. Um, All the receivers had great plays. Defense was playing good, too. But – all in all, it was a great experience. It was hot out there, but like the the way they'd have that building, the shade was covering us up until like the last 30 minutes. So it was perfect. Um, we finally get to where the players come out and signing autographs. And I'm like, all right, I've already got Mike Vrabel's autograph. So that's like pretty cream in the crop. But if I can get lucky, and I wasn't expecting a whole lot. You know, I, I don't see Derek Henry anywhere. Really would have loved to get, get Derek Henry or Deha, but I don't think they were doing a whole lot. I did see later on videos of him like gr- greeting group of kids. So I think that might've been part of like the kids club stuff I was talking about. 
So he yeah. might have been spending most of his time with the higher up guest that day. But I will give you a breakdown of the autographs I got. And then I will give you interactions with a couple people that I got. Okay. So Mike Ravel, of course. Miss Amy herself, the owner of the Titans. Let's go. I I got her autograph. And what was very funny about that. Did you say Oiler Up? Please tell me. No, I didn't. But I, I will say. Someone was like whispering in the back, like, oh, oh my God, is is that Miss Amy herself? And she's like, hello, it's me. <laughs> and it was the but, cutest thing. Yeah. It was the absolute cutest thing ever. And it was she was just so freaking happy to be there. Um, but you know, we got a, a bunch of the a bunch of them were receivers that were in the area I got. So and, and so a lot of these guys will be end up cut practice squad or you know, free agents somewhere else. But that's okay to me. They're still trying their best. I, you know, I'm just happy to be there. But we got Gavin Holmes. He's a receiver. Reggie Robin Robertson Jr. Receiver. John Le- Leglu. I could say that wrong. He's a tackle. Uh, Kyrus Jackson. Re- he's a receiver. I think he's a rookie out of Georgia. I think. Uh, Trace Trayshawn Harrison. He's a receiver. And here's when we get to the 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 four cool ones that I liked. We got Traylon Burks. Let's go. Got got to say hi, thank him for a minute, talk about his ball for a second. Like, had good practice and everything. But, you know, you got to let them pass by. You got to pick Suey in there, right? Oh, no, I did. I'm, dude, I'm just, I'm shaking, man. I'm just so you happy. Got, you got to get a pick Suey next time. We got uh, Tajay Spears or Tajay, however you want to say. All it. right. I like, I like that one. Yeah. Dude, that's and awesome. That was hype as shit. I will say they had him lining up at receiver a whole lot. So oh, yeah. I could totally see him filling in a Dante Hiller role like he did last year. Oh, yeah. He's that's going to be, be that's going to be his role. He's going to be a versatile third down back. And I would see a lot of formations with him and Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the cooler experience I got Colton Dowell receiver. That's seventh hey. round. Seventh round. Hey. Yep. Out of Wilson uh, County, baby. Yep. Lebanon, UT Martin, I'm pretty sure. Straight yeah, up fucking Wilson Central. Straight up talk to him, dude. He um we I mean he's talking to me and a couple others, but we were talking about like said, Hey man, that was a great catch you almost had over here. He had the ball and I forgot what defensive player had it, but he barely like tipped the ball out of his hands. But he dove for it, had it in his hands. Defensive player dove with him, knocked it out. Yeah, he was talking see. about. It. He's like, "Oh yeah, y- y'all saw that. Y'all were right next to it, man. Y'all, you're, y'all saw it had it, but defense played a great ball." You're too nice. I would have hit him with an MJ, you know, real quick. You yeah, know what I, I'm saying? I could never, but dude, I would have, I would have done it. I would have been a dick. You're, you're talking about just a person happy to be there. Like you, you can tell who, who's a rookie sometimes, because like, man, he was just so he was just straight having a conversation with like me and two people, and then he's like, "Oh, oh God, I gotta go." Yeah, yeah. I would have hit him with an MJ, you know, and he would have been like, all right, I fuck you guys. No, that would have been so mean. And then no, it would have been perfect because he would have been like, Hey, you got my autograph though. Like he knows. (laughs) Yeah, he he knows what's up. Mm -hmm. And the last autograph I got, and I will say, could potentially be one of the more memorable moments. Um, all Will Levis. And with this one encounter, I have changed my entire opinion on Will Levis. I know we have talked a lot of smack of him. I've being, grown, I've grown, I've grown, I've grown on just him. because of the NFL aspect of like, yes. you, you can't control it. 
and he's on our team now, so there's, there's nothing we could do. But with this one experience, he I, I have grown to like him. Everything we said poor about him, I apologize. I was in the wrong. Justin was in the wrong. Dude is such a hey, fucking whoa, whoa, cool guy. Down to earth, dude. He was straight up. So first of all, I see him down there. I'm trying to go over there and get the autograph real quick. There's just a bunch of kids, parents shoving their kids, which you kind of hate to see, but parents shoving their kids up in front of you and people. And that's fine. I'd rather get kids their autographs and stuff. That's fine. I'm basically right next to him. And I'm holding my football kind of by my side. I'm just waiting. I'm not one of those persons that's going to shove my ball in your face because, you know, he's a human. He's another person. People don't like shit like that, even though, like, he's excited to. But I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, jerk myself in and be rude. So I'm just sitting there waiting, waiting, and um, signing kids. Then some dude has, like, these football helmets, puts them right by my face and just, like, shoving a little bit. And I look over. It's some bald dude who's probably, like, in his fucking 50s mustache, just a pedo mustache. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? And then some other guy was... Like that guy got his stuff signed. Then another guy and his friend were waiting behind me too. And then he was pulling his friend back. Like, hold on, dude, this guy's been waiting here for a minute. Let him get his stuff. And that was really kind of that person in general. But then Will Levis, it looks at me. He's like, man, I'm so sorry, man. I'm just trying to like hurry up and get all this. I'm sorry if I've been making you wait. I'm like, dude, it's totally okay. I've just been sitting here letting you do your thing. Like, I don't want to be rude and jerk in front of you and stuff like that. He's like, well, I appreciate you waiting, man, and stuff. And I was just like, that. that's just, he didn't have to even apologize. That dude behind me didn't even have to say that, but it helped spark it. And that was really cool. So on, on top of that, while I was waiting there, people, a uh, person was trying to get him to come on three times. He's like, come on, can I just sign a few more? Like, please let me just do this. So he was like really just trying to be there for the fans, get everybody signed he could while people were literally trying to get him to go. <laughs> so that whole thing has changed my entire thing. Uh, yeah, last thing, I, I've last changed thing. a lot of things on Will Levis. Yeah, I got a timer set at this, so I know exactly how much time I got. Good. I've changed my thing on Will Levis just mm-hmm. a little bit because of the whole NFL thing. Mm-hmm. I hope he works out. I think yep. him and Malik are both going to make the team this year. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really fun watching who's actually second. Go absolutely. Ahead. Uh, that I I agree. I think it's going to be great. The last thing I'll say about it. The last thing I'll say about it is. I almost got Tannehill's. He had to be quick out there before he got pulled. That was another thing. People were just surfing, crowding him. So I gave up Boy. on that. And then Jeffrey Simmons, same thing. I got close to getting his autograph, but then he had to go too. All around, great experience. I plan on trying to go to training camp again every year if I can. But let it be known, do it do it if you can. With all that being said, uh, tighten up. We hope you guys have a good one. And be ready for pictures on Twitter. Tighten up. Love you, Blue. Peace. Take it easy.